Creating multiple income streams will create more freedom in your life than you ever imagined and give you more time and space to enjoy life. Find out how in today's episode. Welcome to the Lou Blakely Show. You're in the right place if you're a service provider who is ready to transition into a more freedom-based business model with digital products. In this podcast, I share with you a unique combination of launch strategy, energetics, and mindset to create true, long-lasting success. It's time to ditch the burnout for good, create the business that you truly want, and share it with the world. Let's get started. Welcome to The Lou Blakely Show. In today's episode, I'm going to be branching out a little bit from launching. So one thing you may not know, because I haven't actually shared it with you yet, is that my reason for teaching women how to create and launch online courses in this online business of mine is so much bigger than just loving launching or thinking it's a great business model. Yes, those things are true, but my why is actually much bigger. My why feels so giant to me. It's all around creating financial freedom for women. Because I believe that as a society, as a whole, everything is so conditioned around women not being financially free and relying on others for financial support. It's not really a thing yet, no matter how many influencers and leaders are saying that we are like truly independent and everyone views women and men the same when it comes to finances. It's just not really true. There is such a deep unconscious bias in society that still exists that men are meant to create wealth and women are meant to be in service to them and our children. I think it's so unconscious that many of us are actually living out this reality in our lives without even realizing it. I know that I have at times. So even those of us who do not think that we are can actually be living this reality through this unconscious bias that even we as women have and it's not like it's our fault like we've been raised on this since day one and you know the generation above us is not as independent as us so we've learned it from our upbringings and society as a whole and as I said before a lot of it is unconscious if you ask someone to their face they would say no I do not believe that yet their actions and their thoughts may be different. And I know this because, as I said before, I have been guilty of this too. So I saw a stat a few years ago that really impacted me, and I still think about it quite often. It was in the media, I think it was around 2019, and it was that the highest growing group of homeless women in Australia was older women ranging in their age from like 45 onwards, like so 45 to 65 was one of the fastest growing group of people in the whole population that was at risk of homelessness. So it stated that 400,000 women in Australia were at risk of becoming homeless. And it really struck me because this is not something that I think we like to think about, but as females, independent women, we need to. It really made me think, how could that actually happen? Like, what are the events that take place in someone's life in order for that to happen? So what are the steps for that to become your reality? Can you actually imagine it ending up homeless later in life? So these are the thoughts that went through my head in the days and weeks after I saw this article. 
I also thought about females I know in my own life who are much older and have lost what they once owned. They used to own property and, you know, they sold it for a business opportunity. That business opportunity didn't pan out. They then invested in their savings in something that was too good to be true and they lost all of their money. And now at 80 years old where they are perfectly fit, happy and healthy, they are having to rely on the government to provide housing for them. They live in state housing. So this is someone that I actually know in my life. And I'm sure at my age, I know that they didn't think that this would be the reality for them. In fact, they were smart, independent and free. Yet, just some few decisions like selling the house and then not rebuying back into the property market and that kind of thing have meant that their reality later on in life is not what they thought it would be. Okay, and this can happen to anybody. So what they, you know, people think that they're going to be married forever And, you know, we know how that can often turn out. The stats are quite shocking there. Or what they thought they would get from a marriage or partnership or a business deal never eventuates. So there are so many circumstances where things can take a turn. And this is kind of why I've recorded this episode today, because it's all about having multiple things happening, like multiple ways of earning money. And I really think as women, it's so important to safeguard ourselves against these potential situations. So this podcast isn't really about why this all is, why it's come to be, why this stat exists, why this age group of women are so at risk of becoming homeless, because there's many different factors. Of course, there's rising costs of housing, but I think of a lot of it comes down to thinking we'll be okay in our younger years and then not thinking ahead, not setting ourselves up and always putting others in front of us. So as females, we are natural-born servers. We love to nurture others, especially those that we love. But we also need to be smart and set ourselves up for a future where we can rely on ourselves financially. Because whether you expect it right now or not, the fact that you may need to fully rely on yourself financially in the future is very much a real thing. And I really don't want you to listen to this episode and think she's coming from a scarcity mindset. That's not it at all. I believe that we can all create whatever we want and call the money in. Money mindset is a different issue here. I'm talking about setting ourselves up so that we do not need to rely on anybody. So I really want to help women become financially free. And I'm using my marketing skills to help. And that is actually my why for my business. I'm so passionate about this, if you can't tell. So the reason that I'm so passionate about it is down to my life experience. I have certainly not had an uneventful life that's been stable. At 25, I had to get the police to help me leave an abusive and dangerous relationship, which left me in debt that wasn't even mine, and fearing for my own life. Throw in some other really big curveballs over the years, and you have someone who is very passionate about women becoming financially stable despite life situations. One day, I swear, I'll write a book about all of it. So the online courses and launching, they're just a tool to achieve that in a way that still gives us time to do the amazing things that we want, which is whatever it is you want, like travel or spending as much time with your children as possible or your family or friends, whatever floats your boat. So this isn't meant to be all doom and gloom because we have the power to change this. To think ahead, to be financially smart, to live our life by design and create money in time. 
to be prepared for unexpected situations and to understand that we always have to set ourselves up rather than expecting others to set it up for us. And the way to do this is to create multiple income streams. Having more than one income stream is really important. By now, we've all become masters of the pivot. If you have multiple income streams, you really are reducing risk. I often hear the saying that millionaires have seven income streams. I don't know where this comes from or what the source is, but the idea is that if some or one of your income streams takes a beating, that there will be at least some others that are still thriving, no matter what happens economically in the world, all of that kind of stuff. And that is the key, is that you're reducing your risk. And all of that brings me to today's topic. So thinking now about how you can create multiple income streams is the key. I'm going to share with you six ways you can increase your income and diversify where your money comes from. Some are short-term, while others are longer-term, and it's important to consider the ones that are longer-term as they can become the most substantial income streams in the longer term. So let's dive into the six ways that you can diversify your income. I'm going to assume here that you have a business and that you're a service provider and you're already making money from providing services. But if you don't, then keep listening because you're still going to get a benefit from this. So the first way, create an online course. Of course, I'm going to say that. So if you already have an online business, this is an absolute no-brainer. Of course, it takes time to create, but once it's done, it's just a matter of fine-tuning your marketing. And if you're able to create an amazing offer that there's demand for, your course will sell like hotcakes, giving you a really lucrative stream of income that you can then use to invest in other areas. And I'm going to get to that later. So I recommend highly that if you're looking at creating an online course as an additional revenue stream and you want it to be more passive and hands-off because maybe you're busy elsewhere, then creating a DIY video training course is going to be the better option over and above a membership or group coaching program. So that signature online course or a mini course would be your better options. So I'm not actually going to dig deep into this one, this first revenue stream, as there is already so much information on this podcast about creating an online course and much more to come on that, of course. So the second way to add additional revenue streams, particularly to your business, is through affiliate marketing. So even if you don't currently have a business and you work at the moment, you know, maybe you're employed by someone else, you can still do affiliate marketing. In fact, some businesses just do affiliate marketing only. So affiliate marketing is one of the most hands-off way to make money there is. It's so easy. So I have built up a nice little affiliate marketing revenue stream in my business through online software products that I recommend. I have used all of these products myself. I know they are good. So I'm only recommending things that I personally have found useful and things that I either pay for or or have paid for at some point. And I've found them to be worth the investment. So I'm only recommending things that I actually truly back. You can also promote other people's online courses and products as an affiliate, which can also be very lucrative. So it can take a bit of time to get affiliate marketing working for you. It's largely going to be around building an audience and then creating content that promotes whatever it is that you're recommending. So one of the things that I've done is I have a tools page on my website 
that yes, did take a bit of setting up at the time, but it's one of the most visited pages on my website and people are always checking out my recommendations. And another cool story about affiliate marketing, I was talking to an old boss of mine the other day from my days when I used to work in tech, and she was telling me that she has affiliate money coming in every single day, like fully passive through blogging. So she's written the blogs a long time ago. And these blogs recommend different software products. And one of them is Canva. And every single day she has affiliate commissions coming into her bank account from Canva. So this is a side hustle for her, a complete side hustle because she's working full time. So really anyone can create this kind of income stream, whether you're in business or you're not. I really rate affiliate marketing as a revenue stream. I think it's really great. So have a think about what you could recommend that will give you a commission. It doesn't have to be an online tool. It could be anything. So think outside the box and look for opportunities. Now, the third way that you can add an extra revenue stream to your life is to start investing in the share market. Now, this one is a slow burn, but as I mentioned before, we really need to be looking ahead and creating a solid foundation around us. Right now is a really great time to start investing because share prices have gone down massively in the past few months, so they're a lot cheaper to buy. This won't turn into a revenue stream for you until much later, but you'll thank yourself later for thinking ahead. So this is really where you need to start thinking long term. I am in no way a professional in this area when it comes to the share market or investing, so I'm not going to teach you anything here. But it's certainly something not to sleep on, and right now might be a really good time for you to get started if you haven't already. I'd love to bring in a pro to talk about this on the podcast, so keep an eye out for that. Now, the other way that you can start thinking about bringing in an additional revenue stream is to start looking at Web3 opportunities. Now, again, I'm definitely not a pro here, like not even close. I talk to my son all the time about NFTs. He's 15 and honestly, he could teach me more, teach you more than I can on this topic. But I don't think that we should just like write the stuff off as, you know, out there or something that's never going to eventuate. Because it's easy to think that it's crazy, that it will never actually happen. But what if it is the future? Because I'm sure 40 years ago, no one saw today's world happening, right? Obviously, crypto has taken a bit of a beating lately, but with a lot of people losing money, but who knows where it will go in the future. There are certainly a lot of success stories to date, so don't discount it. I also think NFTs and so on are going to be relevant in the online course space and for creators and could be an additional thing we can offer in the not-too-distant future. One of my clients has actually recommended listening to a podcast from Michael Stelsner, who is the owner of Social Media Examiner, and he runs the conference Social Media Marketing World, which takes place in San Diego every February. So the podcast is called the Crypto Business Podcast and I've shared a link to it in the show notes for you. So I definitely recommend checking that out if you want to learn more about Web3. So the fifth income stream is to buy property and do what it takes to get in. So property for me in my life has been my biggest wealth builder. It's a no-brainer to do what you can, what you have to do to get into the property market. I bought my first house as a single mother when I was 28. I had 15k in savings and that was it. The house I bought was not the house I wanted, but it was all I could afford. I renovated it and sold it a few years later. By that time I had a partner and while we didn't make that much off that first house, we made enough to buy a better house. Now, with that better house, the mortgage felt like a huge stretch at the time. 
like way out of reach, but we handled it. We bought that property on a high market and everyone said it was going to crash. So ring any bells sounds like today's market, right? I thought we'd have to hold on to that house until retirement to ever make any money on it. We then moved to Australia, used that house to generate income, and I'll be sharing more on that soon. And we only just sold it this year. So needless to say, the whole housing boom worked in our favour. What I've learned through my property journey is that it's cheap to borrow money, even at the current interest rates that we're seeing now in Australia. So I was always paying around 6% in New Zealand. I know in Australia they haven't historically been that high for a long time, but in New Zealand they have been that for a long time. So once you're in the market, you can then build equity and then borrow to keep expanding your property portfolio. It really is a way of building wealth that is available to all So the biggest barrier to probably get in is to get that first deposit, to buy that first place, and then you could build from there. I recommend that you work on that as a high priority and just do what you can to get in. As I said, I didn't buy the house I wanted. I bought the house I could afford. And if I'd never done that, then the flow on from that would have never eventuated. I would even go as far as to recommend that if you are self-employed and you have a business and the banks don't like that because they just don't, then it's worth putting your business on side hustle mode while you get a more stable income in the eyes of the banks just to get into property. Like That is how important I think it is as a female to get into the property market because you've got to do the things that will truly set you up. While you can hustle hard in business to bring in the big six-figure months, for example, that you know, the banks are going to start taking notice of you then. If that's just not the reality for you right now within the next few months and you want to start creating wealth, then think about your long-term vision. And sometimes it's worth leaving your ego at the door and getting that stable income that you need to get in. So as I said, I believe that everyone should be trying to buy property to get into the market to really set themselves up for the long term. And sometimes you just have to do what it takes. Now, the last revenue stream that I'm going to recommend is Airbnb. So Airbnb as a business model is very near and dear to me because it's something that has had a huge impact on my own income. So I've even contemplated creating an online course about running an Airbnb. So some of you may not know that this was my main income stream while I moved to Australia. While I went through extensive health challenges, which meant that I couldn't work much for two years. So again, that's another reason why you want multiple income streams. If for whatever reason you're not able to work, you can still have money coming in. As a kind of income stream, it was also fun, easy and enjoyable. So I ran our property in New Zealand as an Airbnb while I lived in Australia during COVID where the borders were closed and I wasn't even able to travel to the property at one stage, up to over a year. So it was nearly a completely passive business model for me once I had it set up. I had a cleaner on the ground in New Zealand, and yes, there were hiccups, but they were managed. I had to change cleaners at short notice. I once had cleaners ring me and say that they quit that day because they were moving out of town. I had to find someone to clean like in a few days. I also had to hire cleaners that I'd never met. But you know what? It all worked out. I was getting better returns from the Airbnb than we ever would have if we put it on the rental market where we put permanent tenants in there. 
I also didn't have to risk getting bad tenants in there that then I couldn't get rid of if they weren't ideal. As this was our family home at the time, this was actually a big fear of mine. So Airbnb was just the better option. And the big bonus for us was that we could also still use the house as our holiday home. As it was in a beach town very close to the beach, it was an ideal spot for some R&R. Obviously, the pandemic meant that this couldn't happen that much with the borders being closed with Australia. We couldn't actually travel there a lot of the time. But even with that and the borders opening briefly here and there, we did get to make use of that for sure. All up, I'd say that the Airbnb took me five minutes on average a day to run. Because once you've set up your profile, your ratings, and the marketplace that Airbnb has created, they actually do all of the marketing for you. Like your listing does all the heavy lifting and then you just have to deal with the back and forth of customers. And as I said, that took me very little time to run. So we sold that property earlier this year and I'm now looking to replicate that model in Australia because it worked very well for us and I highly recommend Airbnb as a new income stream. So obviously you do need to have a property, going back to the previous income stream, you do need to have a property to be able to Airbnb. I have heard of people also renting places and then putting them on Airbnb. I don't know much about that model And I think it depends on laws and what it says in the lease, but that could also potentially be an option to look into. But yeah, I definitely think it is a great business model. So if you're interested in Airbnbs and how to run one effectively, then reach out to me as I'm actually thinking about putting a training together on that. So this income stream that I gained through the Airbnb was really meaningful to me because when I was too sick to work, I had this income coming in. It was easy to run and it took very little effort. So those couple of years would have looked entirely different without it and for that I am very grateful and that is exactly why it's so important to create multiple income streams in our life. As I mentioned at the start, we never know what is around the corner. It could be our health or relationships. Whatever it is, we need to have a solid foundation created for us and sometimes we just need to think ahead and think long term around what those could be. So there you have it, six different ways to add additional income streams to your life and generate wealth. So now some of these are easy to set up like an online course or affiliate marketing and some will require some capital and more know-how like a house deposit for example. But this is also another reason why I love online courses, right? Like you can create an additional revenue stream with online courses. You can get a very high return for the investment that you actually make in online courses and then take that quick return that you can get and like use it for a house deposit or something like that. Like be smart around ways that you can generate money quickly that don't take up a lot of your time and you don't need to have heavy investment for and then use that for the things that you need a bigger investment for. I just think that's a really smart way of thinking about it. So these are all things that are going to increase your wealth, make you financially secure in the future and set you up for a life that no one can take away from you. So I truly believe that we all have the power to create wealth. It's just a matter of believing in it, starting where you are and making it happen for yourself no matter what. When it comes to finances, I really believe you have to have your own back and don't rely on anyone to give you a handout. 
We never know what is around the corner. So it's up to what decisions you make today that are going to set you up for long-term success. Honestly, I could talk about this topic all day long, but that's it for now. Let me know if you enjoyed this episode. I know it's a little bit different from the episodes I've done today. And um, yeah, come let me know. Come say hello at on IG at Blakely underscore. That's it for now. See you later. Thanks, course creators and go-getters. You're incredible, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode. If you'd like to find out more about what I offer, head across to lewblakely.com. See you next time.